Kissing babies and hugging fat girls. You are a sniveling little suck-up sellout full of suffering succotash, son. With me, that's right, Keelan. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total Fool Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome, everybody, to Total Effin' Marks. I'm your host, the King of Sad Style, the man with the largest calves in the world. The Dan St. Germain event. Um, I don't know. You know, it's weird doing that every time. But uh, especially in front of people that are supposed to (laughs) like and respect you. I've never made eye contact with any guest while I've said that. Yeah, but you you never will. And if you do, I'll be afraid. It didn't this time. One day I'm just going to make eye contact. But that's, you don't think The Rock felt silly asking people, do you know what The Rock is cooking? Or do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Like he had to look Steve in the eyes, Steve Austin. He goes back, he goes, Why'd you have to pick that, man? <laughs> I mean, Dan St. Jerk, Curtain Jerker, I think, works a little better. I like the King of Sad Jerking, style. crying. <laughs> I think you should lay back in your chair like Nakamura when he grabs the ropes. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. I'd have that grace. I think we should get in a feud for three months that goes nowhere and disappoints everyone. Oh. I, hasn't that been our whole relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Just hitting yeah. each other in the nuts. Oh. <laughs> Why does Dan getting... call me and go, me speaking no English? And then people can getting us confused. <laughs> All right, back on the show is Mike Lawrence, Rose Battle Champion, Ripes are Crashing. Uh, first time guest, she's a writer on The Tonight Show, Albertina Hi. Rizzo. Hi. How Thank are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being there. Uh, an old re- school wrestling fan, haven't watched yes. the product in a while. No. I, feel so like anytime- I apologize for not knowing certain things, but then I will remember three I'll, things. Some when, other did you, things. When, did you ta- when did you tap out? I go back and forth like. She, I was a real like I still rewatch like old WrestleManias and shit, but I will. I sort of became like I started rewatching it honestly after like the ladies got in, like the Bella Twins and all. Okay, that. yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting because I used to watch Glow too. Uh, so oh, back when it was like Glow 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 Glow. Yeah, no, I haven't seen. Uh, I've seen the show like a couple of episodes of the show. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I used to watch it back then. But like to me, eighties like late eighties wrestling was just like I. It's just I equate it with like my childhood. Like I just yeah. remember it was such a big thing for so me. You don't yeah. you don't want to watch any match where both people in the ring are alive. <laughs> <laughs> I like them dead. <laughs> and luckily they all are. <laughs> Rick Rude can't hurt me now. I'd prefer if one of them had a son that's a mid-carter now. <laughs> I, I sometimes that's so depressing to think that like Rick Rude's a skeleton now. You know yeah. with those abs? Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. It's just it's just hip bones. It's no fucking painted on. It's hip bones. We're going mortising Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't get a chance to 
to introduce him. He's the host of The Bonfire. You've also seen him on Billions, and he has an hour special on Comedy Central. Hey. Mr. Dan Soder. Hi. One of our most downloaded episodes. What? I know. Fucking, hey, bud. I just download a bunch, and I don't tell you <laughs> Yeah, guys. you don't tell anybody. Yeah, um, I'm pretty well, good guys, it's an evergreen hours. episode. Just to let you know, uh, the week after this will be skipped. I will be on vacation. I'm sorry. I'm not going to release one during the time I'm on vacation. I need to get away. It's been a long time. Uh, and I don't need to go into it any further. Uh, Dan St. Germain is unlike the WWE. There is an offseason. There is an offseason. <laughs> I come back and I'm a member of cold. I made that sound way more ominous. No, I'm just going to go to Vermont. It's going to be nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, that did yeah. sound like you were like I'm going to rehab. I'm going to go to rehab. I can't talk about Kevin Owens. I'm petting a fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> I robbed a liquor store. All right, let's just go speed round. Paul Heyman, what are your thoughts? The uh, best, the best... Uh, guy on the microphone. Oh, and of all by the time. way, we're gonna start to by number the end of this one podcast, mic. Number one mic. We're gonna, yes, we're gonna t- we're gonna decide who is the best and worst manager by the end of this podcast. Not, uh, I don't think he's the best manager. I think he is the best guy to ever have a microphone in professional wrestling. You know what? I'm gonna back that because I think the guy's the innovator on how he used the mic. Uh, Heyman was the first one to kind of break kayfabe in a kayfabe way. Like yeah. he was kind of like the first guy to like pull the curtain and also keep it wrestling. Like, it wasn't so, like, um, here's their real names, this is what they actually do, but he kind of did, like, the back, uh, behind the scenes. He brought that in with ECW. Like, I mean, no. just that your check would bounce and he would tell you to keep wrestling and you would. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah. great of an orator he is. And I think the one of the best promos of all time in wrestling is right before the 2001 uh, Survivor Series when he does the promo on Vince. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you flaunt your affairs in front of your wife. Was that the one where he's wearing the the Yankees hat in the ring? Oh, with the yeah. skull. Yeah, oh, the best. Yeah. See, my favorite is the twenty uh, twenty one and one. That's one of my favorite promos yeah, of all time. Yeah, like, it, uh, him after WrestleMania coming in and rubbing it in the audience's face that Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker. Was... He obliterated CM Punk in their feud. Like it wasn't even close. Yeah. He was like, when I look at the ring, I'm looking at an empty ring because you don't even exist. And then Punk was like, I'm going to set your house on fire. Yeah, well, you quoted that Man on Fire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Um, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Routine, you have yeah, sure. some, yeah. some thoughts on him. I love Bobby the Brain. Yeah. Uh, first off, I mean, to me, he's like, he always looked like Randy Quaid to me, but um, <laughs> he's like Randy Quaid yes. in character. But, I don't know, uh, Clark? He just wanted to say, yeah. sorry, Clark Shannon's yeah. full. Yeah. Like I, if Randy Quaid did the right. Colonel Sanders commercial. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I, he wasn't, he, he, you know, I rewatched him and I realized I thought he was a lot smoother than he actually was. Because I would hear him like um, he, he he stumbled a little like even at yeah. his prime he wasn't he wasn't like that f- anyway he's great but he wasn't as great as I thought he was back in the day. Well, I, I would actually disagree with you on that really? because I think Bobby the Brain Heenan might be the only person better on the mic than Paul Heyman and I think he's the greatest manager of all time because what he did is he's he a took, great manager I he, will say. he took people that you didn't give two shits about and because he put his name behind him or put him in the Heenan family you hated them one man gang is who cares but with mm-hmm. Bobby the Brain Heenan behind it it's like I hate Bobby the Brain Heenan like Hercules he had people he managed people where you're like I don't give a shit about them yeah but the I missing link yeah. yeah I hate him yeah. because Bobby the Brain's their manager and he did stumble but a lot of people don't realize this he was the fastest talker ever in the WWE yes he, he was true. the funniest 
he had the ability to him on commentary he solidified the position of heel broadcaster yeah. where he could make it like i remember being a kid and being so frustrated it's, it's almost sincerely like it's like talking to uh, Trump supporters about this immigration thing because they're <laughs> twist, kind of yeah. they, they twist it yes. in a way where you're like, this is like Bobby the Brain Heenan, like stop. Like they're yeah. like, like he, like Hogan would do a dirty move and he would call Hogan out on it, commentating in a heel way where you're like, shut up, Bobby. But he's yeah. right. But he's got a point. It's well, like he's great because he's not he's not smart. He's a Minnesota con artist pretending to be smart. Yes. And that's what makes the character great. Yes. That he actually reveals how dumb he is. And he would do dumb stuff, but in a in a funny way. Like I remember there was a Mother's Day episode of Saturday Night Main Event, and Gorilla Monsoon was like, How was your Mother's Day? How was your Mother's Day, Brain? And he's like, It's good. My mom got me a red Corvette. And he's like, Your mom got you a present? And he's like, Yeah, of course she should. I'm great. And you're like, Ah, uh, this guy's awesome. I yeah. do think that Paul Heyman is better though, well, because Paul Heyman was in the era of Bobby uh, Heenan as Paulie dangerously, yeah, and was able to do those quick vignette type promos. But yeah. then he also was able to do the ten to fifteen minute type promos, which we never really saw Bobby do. True, and I don't know if he would have been as good at them. I do remember watching. Bobby talked to Mean Gene and being like, it must be so frustrating to talk to him right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, as a ki- like, even as a kid watching it and being like, that's just this, an impossible person and to talk to. Did you to. watch it like in kayfabe? Were you like, this is like fucking real to me right now? Or re- is it more like. For a while it was, like, and then it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But for a while I was like, very upset <laughs> by things because like, I thought they were real. Yeah, you and know? especially like, when he would help cheat. Yes. Or he would he would get a bit, you know, he would get a heel over by cheating and you're like, Ugh! it yeah. was that like, I know. this in- insane injustice, frustration. Injustice, like, it was like really like a sense of injustice that you were like, as a child, you were like, why is this happening? Yeah. But it is a, the best Bobby Heenan moment isn't even Bobby saying anything. It is Hogan going, what are you doing with him? Yeah, dude. Well, with Andre I, I, are you talking about that brother or the, uh, what, the 87, it? is it Piper's Pit? Piper's Pit. Where yeah. he comes out and he's like, Andre, what are you doing with him? That's the best. Well, yeah. I'll tell you who my favorite wrestling manager is of all time, and it's Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does the same. I noticed that, like, that's like, what I mean. Dude, this is, we did this, like, this is taping, and this would be out in two weeks, but we, on our, on our show, I, I, I don't think it got cut, but, like, what she does is what Bobby the Brain did, where she'll set up. That is she such does a, good a She sets a straw man argument yes. up where she'll be like, what a disrespect, what an outrageous disrespect yeah. to compare. Compare this to Holocaust survivors, and yeah. you're like, she immediately turns it around. Yeah, and you know she's not that. She's like the epitome of South Jersey as a person. That's where <laughs> she's from. But you know, because like I can see, like, like I, I remember like those women arguing when I grew up. Yeah, you know, yeah. like of like, uh, but she does. She is the Paul Heyman, you know, or I mean, no, she's the Bobby the Brain Heenan of of the Trump administration. You know, but you're right. Totally is. Th- she that might it. actually be her job after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't just, know where the hell else she's I mean, gonna go. She comes out with a uh, KAC, like bedazzled on a black <laughs> jumper, and she's like, Donald Trump is the greatest champion of all time. It's it's pretty crazy how that like that whole straw man argument. Because I watched, I rewatched Hogan Savage WrestleMania yeah. five. 
And I believe Bobby the Brain is calling that, but he just does something where I was like, fuck, he's got a good point. Like you watch it back and you're like, it's such a heel thing where he goes, oh, Hogan hit him with a closed fist. You're not allowed to hit him with a closed fist. And you're like, oh, that's such like a Kellyanne Conway with like, yeah. that's not, you shouldn't also, do that. Uh, by the way, we say like, I don't know what they're going to do after this. I don't know. Get hired by CNN in a six figure <laughs> yeah. contract. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Make a cameo <laughs> on the Emmys where everyone pretends to hate them until they realize they're more famous than anyone in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jim Cornette. Great. Uh, not the best, but damn if he's not a Hall of Fame. Like, that mm-hmm. tennis racket, man, it, it just reminds me of watching WCW or outside WWE and being like, oh, this is the Bobby the Brain Heenan of WCW. Okay. This is a great manager, but I think he's a better personality. Like, mm-hmm. he's one of the, the coolest people in, in wrestling, one of the funnest to listen to shoot interviews, but I'm not mesmerized by his in-manager promos. He's really great, but... Yeah. I don't think he he comes close. I I mean, you started with like the the two best ever, and I think Cornette is always that third the best. third yeah. best. That's a perfect opportunity. Did you watch when Cornette was there? I d- sort of, yeah, did but I watch, don't remember them that much. When you were younger, did you watch both WCW and WWF no. F or just WWF? I, I, I watched a little bit of WCW, but barely. I could barely yeah. like it was. WWF all the way for that was that was like my uh, under the sink vodka WCW <laughs> like I would finish yeah. off I would finish off the top shelf and I'd be like I still need to keep going what do I got a nice Saturday night it was, just, it, was, it was weird seeing him with the Midnight Express because he looked like a kid who bribed them to buy alcohol for him mm-hmm. you know <laughs> hey Dennis here's five dollars yeah. <laughs> can me. I get some beer <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, goddamn Republicans ruin this oh, country oh hell no man yeah I J.J. Dillon, who I'm going to actually almost skip over because for me, Flair was the fucking... But let me tell you who J.J. Dillon is. Who? And no one talks about this. He was the puff daddy of the four horsemen. <laughs> like Flair... I think he was Timbaland. And now, Flair... <laughs> now, Timbaland cooked up beats. Yeah. J.J. Dillon just rehashed a bunch of shit from old wrestling <laughs> and, and put it under the biggie of wrestling, which is Ric Flair, who didn't die, if Biggie didn't die. But, like, Ric Flair was so good that he could drag Arn Anderson. You know, Arn Anderson was pretty good too. It's like the tough man promos. Yeah. But Tully and Orn were like, Tully was great and then Orn was just kind of there. Orn just seemed like an asshole. Orn was like, oh, they're, he's booking the matches. <laughs> like, yeah, you like Arn or Oli? Oli. Oh, sorry, yeah, Oli. Yeah. Arn was like great in ring and then Tully was like just an asshole dad looking motherfucker that you're like, I want to get yeah. beat up. But J.J. Yeah. Dillon really was Puff Daddy just being like, can't stop, won't stop, four horsemen for life. Oh, I want to uh, ask you Oli that. will <laughs> never be in the Hall of Fame because I think he said like, you know something, Vince? Linda's a whore. <laughs> he, oh. He's just like the like he he literally is just Actually, like a wet sack of lunch. Albertina, I want to ask you about this because, and I don't know if you could talk about it because you know you do write for the Tonight Show, and you were there for the performance with Ric Flair. I met Ric Flair. What's he like, dude? I, it was so surreal to meet Ric Flair for yeah. me because he like he's up there with. Yeah. I mean, he, for me, like he's yeah, he's one top. or two for me too. He's he's. Probably number one. For yeah. Me. In my heart, it's Savage. In my mind, it's Flair. It's, uh, so Savage you had more butterflies for, for that than you would like Tom Cruise or something. I show. never ask, ever. I never ask to meet people yeah. at the show. I have never asked to meet, really, I rarely ask. And I've been there for a long time. But when Not he was even there, Trump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but like he he was he was in the hallway, and I walked a like I was like shit. Should I just like go for it? And I and I was like fuck it. I'm just gonna go for it. So I walked up to him, and he was just and he was like by himself, but smiling as though he was on camera. Yeah, <laughs> like where like, which is he how he will like, die. He yeah. was like no one was in the hallway, but yeah. he was still like smiling like he was on camera, just like waiting for somebody to approach. I yeah. feel like he was waiting for somebody to approach. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because like I was surprised that not that many people were approaching him, and I think maybe because it was busy and stuff, or maybe it's like a yeah. Like, a, I don't know. Anyway, and then I saw him, and then you could tell that he was excited that somebody wanted to take a picture with him. So he, he like, he had his thumbs up. No, no, he, 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 he like, already posed before I took <laughs> oh, He did great. the point thing oh, before I even approached him. And I was, yeah. like, I was, like, pulling my phone out, and he was doing it like this. Yeah, he was yeah. just waiting me to, for, for me to literally stand next so to him. So he was, like, one of those cutouts where you put yes, your head yes. through? Yeah. Uh, am I going to leave my husband? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was so nice. Uh, and... Yeah, and he was just like I. I don't think he was. Com he was sort of processing what I was telling him because I was telling him how like I was such a huge fan. I'm still a fan, uh, you know, and uh, I, and like he was like such a part of my childhood. And you could just, I feel like he was just like smiling, but like it wasn't computing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he's think like, he's. Oh, I don't think he's yeah. ever processed a woman talking. <laughs> That's why he's That's got so many divorces. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, Rick. I told you, I'm not going to sign a prenup. We talked about that when we married. He went, Woo! I think he got beat up by one of his wives. Really? Did yeah, you he's ever, like one, one of the only wrestlers to get beat up by a wife do you think and not the other way around. Do you think he sold it? Like he took a couple shots, walked, and then fell on his face? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it, the divorce ended when he tried to climb the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> it never goes well for him. Uh, you, you hear that story on Austin, and he talks about like how he got how he ended one of the, the relationships. Uh -oh. He was like, I was I was talking. To my wife, and I said that me and John Cena were going to get a few drinks downstairs, and she was like, why do you have to be with someone half your age? And I hung up the phone, and I called the U-Haul truck, and all her stuff was on the yard oh the next gosh. morning. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I do, it would be fun to fuck Ric Flair to just have him go woo at the oh, end yeah. when he comes. <laughs> Woo! You're you like, can just clean yourself off. Yeah. <laughs> you Very can, low woo with these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Now woo. it's more of a dribble. You yeah. can just put tequila soaked whiskey, I mean, uh, beef jerky in your body. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not going to be able to finish all these, but um, I'm going to skip Diesel, even though I like him. Uh, great bodyguard. Great bodyguard. Kevin Sullivan, Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> Uh, I will say, as a as an actual wrestling fan, he was I did not like him, but like as somebody who loves wrestle crap, it's more some of the funnest. Have you ever seen any of the um, Dungeon of Doom stuff in WCW? I no, I didn't they, really watch a lot of. Yeah, WCW. yeah, it was pretty. They went. They basically formed like a half spooky heel stable I, with I know like the, giant I know what it was I just yeah. I don't recall. and then and then Kevin Sullivan would have these weird black things painted over his eyebrows it was eyebrows. like during the satanic panic so they like yeah. tried to do that yeah yeah, yeah. but and, originally yeah. from Boston moved to Florida so goes to sleep and wakes up saying the n-word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really was that stable was like in wrestling it was one of those things where you're like um, it was like seeing a bad haunted house you're yeah, like, it was like Has not... like a Hasbro Heights haunted Whoa, house. Who, who wasn't there? The guy. It was, just it a was uh, 
King Curtis Ikea, who was actually in charge, was like, yes, my son. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was. yeah. What was the angle? Like, the angle was just to be the scary. Well, they were going like- to steal Hulk Hogan's soul. They, Hulk right. Hogan came to the WCW think, from the WWE. I think right. that was Ed Asner. I remember no. that. <laughs> it was not Ed Asner. That would have been great, though. There, there was, uh, but King Curtis Ikea was also uh, president of SAG for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, there was, uh, they did a match where it was Hogan and Savage versus like eight of them, and they still won in the end. <laughs> yeah. WCW was like, no one goes over Hogan, especially when he's with Savage. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. I'm going to skip over Hector Armando Estrada, which he's probably used to at this point. So, uh, <laughs> so, what about your lookalike, start... Sir Oliver Humperdinck? I don't know. Uh, I, okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. Right? Uh, <laughs> it's very fair. Selena, uh, Selena Vega, who's now in WWE, is fucking great. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen her, she's Almas's, I guess, manager slash valet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she talks so much fucking shit. It's great. And she's so hot. Yeah. Um, it, and those two things together, she's just like fucking chewing you out the entire time. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. Valets have come a long way. Like, we always forget that, you know, Benoit murdered his family. Um, and his wife, Nancy, was a manager named Woman. Yeah. That was her name. That was WCW <laughs> where you're like... Wrestling was great for women for a long time. <laughs> and that was after was, a brainstorming session. Yeah, like yeah. That was three hours. All right, what do we got? Yeah, we call her woman. Sonny was great. Sonny was Sonny, a good Yeah, she was next. I was going to say Jimmy Hart, but I, I actually think we could skip him. Why? What? Oh, what? Jimmy right, Hart? Right, well, Fuck you. Hart. He's iconic. Oh, my God. He's, well, come he's, on, baby. He's a preacher. Come on, baby. <laughs> he is like... Give he, me your money to Jesus, baby. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I think he is one of the best act, like just acting chops. He he really he put it out. There. Can I? Can I? Like, can I, I think you want me to ruin it for you. Oh, sorry. Let her finish. Well, I know, I'm sure there's something to ruin, but <laughs> it's you know, I, I, everything in my childhood was ruined. So I'm yeah. sure I'm sure that that will all we can add that to the list. But uh, no, like he, I just. He was good, man. He was like a fucking solid performer. Just for like just on a performance basis. Like like really sold it. I feel like he's the kind of guy who could start his who could have started his own church and people would have been like giving him fucking money for like apocalypse kits. You think he could have been an Olstein before Olstein? <laughs> yeah. He perfected one of my favorite moves ever, which is the manager tossing a foreign object to someone in the ring that he always carried the megaphone. Where he would throw the megaphone, they had to grab it, hit it, and then throw it right back. And you're like, I hate Jimmy Hart. But what ruins him, if you ever watch him do a promo where his glasses get knocked off and you see his eyes, it ruins the whole performance. Because really? yeah. oh, he's man. too squirrely and he's like, ah, baby, ah, and you're like, ah. But when he's got the sunglasses on, you kind of don't know. You yeah. feel like he's like more in control of it. <laughs> also, it's like Ray Charles. Also, he was also I, I mean, any guy who's like, Lawler gave Andy Kaufman cancer, or you gave him cancer. I'm like, you know what? That's a great. Sure, go for it. Because that's, and he also said, because that's how you get cancer. If you get beaten up a lot, you get cancer. That's what he said. He literally literally said that. He said, it's a proven fact that bruises cause cancer or something, and he has bruises in his head. I'm like, dude, this guy has balls. I feel like that's what Penn State fans say about Joe Paterno. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think Jimmy Jimmy Hart's awesome. Cause like Jimmy Hart was given like a good amount of the garbage that even Heenan wouldn't take. Like yeah. they gave him Dino Bravo, which he did great with. Yeah. And by the way, awesome with Earthquake. Uh, he was uh, the, Heart Found, the Heart Foundation. Great with Earthquake. 
it was just perfect. Yeah. Like having him with the Hart Foundation yeah. really made him such good heel tag team. Here's where why he's not to me on the tippy top. I think to be a truly one of the best ever, I think and why you could put Heenan in there, the in ring on their own. Like and that's why like when you guys are writing off JJ Dillon, like Dude, he he was the guy to take the fall in those war games matches. Like, yeah, he yeah. served a purpose. Like I, 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 I will say, here's my problem with Jimmy Hart. He always reminds me of you know, like in those like beach movies where he's the guy who like runs out and goes, "These girls are taking their clothes off." Yeah. Like he always kind of reminds so me. So fucking perfect. Like, you guys are around. Yeah, but he's also the guy that when like a fan's blowing, the toupee falls yeah. off and you're like, <laughs> I remember him as a good, he was like a good talk. Or may, maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but no, I remember maybe him I as just a, have a bias. pretty fucking good now, talk. Come on, the, baby is my favorite. Still yeah, thing to hear a ma- an old match. He's, come on, baby. Is the megaphone better than a tennis racket? I say yes. Yes, because yes. also, again, it was for that, that move that I liked, because when you got hit with the tennis racket, you're like, I have cousins that beat the shit out of me with tennis rackets. That doesn't hurt. And he was a talking megaphone. to him during uh, the Dan whole match. Really Childhood, yeah. by the way. Uh, but like tossing a megaphone, I just it always seemed like he did it with the nasty boys too when he was their manager and he would toss the helmet, the motorcycle helmet. Yeah. They'd come in and then they'd hit him and you're like, fuck, they're out. I know they're knocked out if they get hit with that megaphone or that mm-hmm. helmet. Sonny, great. 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 Love, love Sonny. Do you remember you remember Sonny? You're around there? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean Body Donna's. I will just say the reason I thought she was great is because, you know, like that was like the worst tag team ever. So yeah. it's like to have her make that tag team. I'll tell you when she came out with LOD wasn't good though. No. That was like one of the that felt like when I watched that like one of the members of LOD was going through a divorce and they just had a new hot young girlfriend and you're like I don't care about her. I don't sold uh, her, sold do I have her to call her mom now. Yeah. <laughs> sold her Hall of Fame ring. Did she really? Yeah, it does Skype sessions with wrestling fans. Yeah. So we're giving her this. Yeah. She's got this. <laughs> well, she can I guess you can check out her Skype if you want to support her. <laughs> um, Sherry, oh, one of the best. Amazing. One Amazing. of the best. I would say uh, top female manager of all time. If we're going to break it down into male and female, like uh, number one's Paul Heyman or Bobby Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm. Sherry was unbelievable. Sherry made anyone hateable. Yeah. You remember when Macho Man brought her out as a replacement for Elizabeth, you were like, oh, he's definitely. I love a, Elizabeth. He's, I, well, she was the sweetest, greatest thing in the world. She's the dream did woman. Did nothing. Mm. Human paperweight. I did know. nothing. But all, no, she didn't. That's I, Elizabeth Help did. tell the story. Elizabeth did this one. Sold well. the fuck out she, of the story. She was yeah. the first lady of professional wrestling. Yeah. But Elizabeth, Elizabeth sold panic better than anyone. Yes. Like, yeah. oh, I'm so nervous. I always thought it would be, it but, would suck to go to a mall. Yeah, because the real well, Randy Savage was abusing who she was going to stand by. Yeah. And oh, then with Hogan? she with Hogan, and it literally takes her like she, she like twenty minutes. Yeah. She like just kept like milk the shit out yeah, of it. Because Randy's and looking I, at her, going, "You better make the right decision, or you ain't getting supper." It's gonna she, be a very long car ride. If you rewatch, like the fuck, she sells the shit. You know how many out of times it. she had her arm grabbed by Randy? He goes, "Can I talk to you real quick? Yeah. I'm gonna drag you over I, here." My favorite is of hers is still the, "Will you marry me?" And she goes. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's uh, my favorite because she's still scared. She's saying yes to me. That's the loudest she, I ever let her be. Yeah, that's enough. A lot of volume coming yeah. in. <laughs> but Sherry 
Like Sherry was so loud and mean and she could scream. And then you find out by listening to like, you know, uh, Pritchard, like something to wrestle with. You find out all these backstage stories that all the guys in the back respected the shit out of Sherry because she's like, you guys want me to take bumps? I'll take bumps all day. What do you want me yeah. to, uh, you know, suplex me off the top rope? I don't give a shit. I, she was a top uh, wrestler in her day. Yeah, I would put her in the top five. And me too. For two reasons. One, she was so great with Macho Man and then DiBiase. DiBiase. Like, and then She was Zeus. more evil than they were. Yeah, she. you hated her when she was with DiBiase. And then the other thing is, I don't think we get Shawn Michaels, at least the career trajectory we did without her. She's the reason, I think... You initially bought him as someone who could be a star. Also, also like a tough broad, which is which was, was not like the norm back then. But she did a great thing. Like yes. Luna Vachon was tough. Yeah. But Luna Vachon was terrifying. <laughs> Sherry, you would watch and be like, I want to watch this. But then, great point on Shawn Michaels. She sold the whole sexy boy angle. Yeah. Because remember, she was she, the one that she came out. Also, she's like, he's my piece of meat. And he's like, I'm just a hot, sexy well, she, guy. She could she's always, saying the song originally. Yeah. She could also be, she could be a wrestler. Yeah. She could be like the hot valet. She yes. could be the mean valet. She could do it all. She could paint her face and make her look well, terrifying yeah. like Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon's just the one who like beats up only almost every guy I know in like the parking lot of a Wawa. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Luna Vachon will punch you in the, a closed fisted okay. in the face and then give you a hand, a spit hand job while you're waiting to go inside Waffle House. Well, Oh, that's the, what else you got? the only way some of us can come. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fuji, uh, which I love, but man, he does not hold up. No. Wow. No, holy, he does not hold up. Holy 1940s propaganda. Yeah, seriously. Yikes. He might as well have walked into. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get the rights to it. Yeah. He really came in and was just like, I mean, it was as racist as Breakfast oh, with Tiffany's. Uh, it really was. As, as what's Mickey Rooney Mickey doing? Mickey Rooney's. Yes, yeah, you're it, like, it really is. He but might he, as well just walked out and done his eyes like that. Like, <laughs> even though Fuji's Asian, he's like, oh, <laughs> like, it was so bad. But by so the way, he was, but he was like, a wrestler for years. Yeah. Wrestler for years. But Tanaka. He had secret Asian dust. He was that was the best. People. I'm, I'm sorry. I know it doesn't hold up. I know. The blinding, the Asian blind, the Japanese blinding soul. also, like, what the fuck were we all like? We were watching that and be like, what? What did that do to our brains to see that? Well, I my favorite is like, up into the '90s. He had a tag team called the Orient Express. We were like, yeah. oh, guys, this guy's from Dallas and he's from Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I I always love when people tell Mr. Fuji stories. When they're like, yeah, man, he would do really fun pranks. Like one time he gave this guy a, a burger and told him it was his dog who'd been yapping too much. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was just getting bullied because he's Asian. He's yeah. the only one. They're like, hey, chopsticks. He's like, I'm going to feed you your fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's even impossible to talk about Mr. Fuji without, because they made him so racist. That the so only, racist. In 2018, it starts with like a cigarette tag on a pack where you're like, this is going to be racist. We have to talk about this. <laughs> But, but but Fuji Vice was fun. I'm gonna skip. Yeah. I'm gonna skip over Harvey Whippleman. Sorry. What? Uh, I know, what? guys. Still works a huge there. Fucking Still list. works there, and he's like my favorite manager to watch get beat up. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over Jose Lothario. Oh uh, come on, Shawn Michaels wouldn't be who he is without him. Yeah, but he wasn't a good manager. Terrible. Man. Sherry more important than Jose Lothario. Absolutely. Vince McMahon is he really a manager? No. No. Okay, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Who? The corporation. Nah. The higher power. Okay. He uh, wasn't an inactive wrestler. He was, I'd say, yeah, he was the manager of the company. I'll call him a valet. <laughs> I will uh I will I will not skip over this next one. Paul Bearer, aka Percy Pringle. Oh yeah. 
My favorite as a kid. Me by, too. By far my favorite. Because you, you he, he was scary, but not in a physically intimidating way. He was yeah. a way of like, I don't want to be left alone with that guy. Yeah, me and my dad always used to do a bit of like him at career day. That's you know? How's your social studies going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I will say this though, like... I stopped being a wrestling fan from 95 to 2001 because of Jeff Jarrett. I saw him. I was like, I'm good. I'm done. And then I would like watch intermittently and fat Republican Senator Paul Bearer at the time with the red hair and stuff. Just, I didn't like it because nerds hate change. He sold the shit out of that cane angle. It doesn't oh, work without he was, him. He was, he was great. Yeah, there's no cane without Paul Bearer. Yeah. Absolutely. No were, you a, were you a Paul Bearer fan? No, I I was okay by him. I mean, yeah, wasn't. I wasn't really like he didn't do it for me. I loved see, I loved him with the Undertaker, but I really did love him when the, I, he. I wasn't met the Undertaker the, too. Oh, how was that? Oh, he can't walk. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus! It I think sucks. he got a hip replacement. Was yeah. he nice? Uh, he he really plays the part even backstage. Oh really? Because really? I met him. Oh, because uh, he was in costume backstage. No, he was like. Kind of he 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 was he's kind of like looked at me and he did again the only people I'm asked yeah. to meet are wrestlers. That's great. Yeah. But uh, but uh, he he like kind of like shook my hand and then like like looked at me straight in the eyes like like just sort of to intimidate me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he's uh, definitely intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was like, can you carry was... me to crafty? <laughs> oh, but then he like hobbled away, and it was just not that. He uh, I I had uh, I hung out with him at a uh, with. Bruce Pritchard at a uh, bar at a hotel. Oh my and god! How was, fun was that? It was amazing because he's I a fun guy. I Is shut he the still fuck. Drinking? I yeah, I shut the fuck up and let them tell stories, and they were telling like awesome stories, like like about them going out and that kind of stuff. And he was such a nice, he, cool yeah, he, guy. He, he was, and he he wasn't in character at all. He was just kind of like he just he said one I, sentence that I was like it shot chills up my spine. Where he goes, so we're drinking at the club, and he looks at Bruce and he goes. And Razor's there. And they both go, oh, boy. And I was like, yeah. I want to hear this fucking story. Scott Hall in his prime, gripping and ripping it. I feel like, like when he did the bit with me, yeah. it was almost like a thing. It was like, I'm going to throw you a bone. I'm going to give you a little undertaker. That's how I took yeah, it. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's like, if you're a kid, you yeah. want to see him. I, and I didn't say anything to him. I treated him as Mark because that's did how you? I was introduced to him. And then at the very end, I was like, uh, you're one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, he, did he you want? Like, did you want to where to Albertina? <laughs> yeah, where to? Um, Rest. In. Well, we already kind of talked about Miss Lou, Elizabeth Lou Albano, real quick, guys. Uh, ahead of his time, great, yeah. great fun. Mario, great yeah. Mario, great Mario. I don't think. Yeah, I want to say ahead of as like, an Italian, not maybe the best representation. Oh, terrible! But he made me think that all Italians wear rubber bands in their beards. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> some big, of them do. Yeah. Big heel, then massive face, really with the Cindy Lauper stuff and all that. It's great. Was really but I'm instrumental. Saying, like, yeah, he was the first one. When I say ahead of his time, he was like one of the first managers to be the star. Where like he yeah. was the star, yeah. more so than the actual wrestler. Um, mm. Cowboy Bob Orton, can we skip over that yeah. one? Uh, he wasn't really a manager. He was just like a side guy. Yeah, yeah. he broke his arm. Different, yeah. like him and Diesel. Those aren't managers. Paul Ellering, great. Uh, just in that one time period with Legion of Doom where he came back. I know he was like Road Warriors. Where well, he just did Authors of Pain and he was great with that. Yeah, NXT. Yeah. He's good, yeah. He's good with badasses. Like big yeah. badasses. Lita. Fun. Oh. Better wrestler than manager. Not good with the Hardys. Great with Edge. 
when they yes. did like the live sex celebration and all that. She was a good heel with that. Yeah, I agree. Moment I like Lita. Of, moment of silence for Lita, even though she's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ric Flair, we already kind of talked about him. Stacy Keebler, I mean, the 13 year old boy loved him. He didn't really, she didn't really do anything, but. I mean, this is just eh, things you sure masturbate to. Lita, yeah. Ric Flair, <laughs> Stacey Keebler. The, 30, I mean, the 29 year old me was proud she popped back up with Clooney. Where I went, good for you, Stacey. Oh, when she came back with Clooney, I was like, you fucking did good. Yeah, it was almost that like. Is the, that is the, like, the biggest wrestling aside right? from The Rock that's the yeah. biggest right? the, right? the biggest success story in all of wrestling I remember doing that with like George Clooney's dating model Stacey Keebler I'm like model model she's the legs it, from it, it, WCW it's, it's funny that we're wrestling fans but when we see that we're like you got out yeah. Yeah. I can't like, even get out yeah. you got but out also like, I'm it, happy for them I'm like you might actually live longer yeah. and be it past okay. 45 but it also really shut up the is George Clooney gay conversation because you're like yeah there's no way he's gay now. Like yeah. that is like the most like dude. Move. Every yeah, every yeah. guy was like, I'm gonna date a pro wrestling manager. That's hot. <gasps> he's with a woman that came out to a Kid Rock version of ZZ Top's <laughs> legs. <laughs> yeah, 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 God. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. And uh, you always knew she was hot when Jerry the King Lawler would squeal. You're like, what? Well, I mean that guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he squealed a lot. Wind uh, breezes could get him to squeal. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. Anyway, uh, China. R.I.P. Better wrestler than manager, just like uh, Lita. Mm -hmm. Puts the man in manager. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. I'm just joking got, on just a got, comedy podcast. You just got Jeffrey Tambor fired again <laughs> for a third time. He just got fired from, I don't know where he is. Go, Jeffrey, you're hired. Now you're fired. A Panera bread no, right I, now. I think she should be in the Hall of Fame, definitely. <laughs> added, but once again, not a manager. Rick Warren was the manager of the GA. I'll tell you this. She's more of a diesel than she is a manager. She was more of a bodyguard. I yeah. never thought of her as a manager. Me at neither. At all. Like, at all. All right. Yeah. Well, but Slick. Great wrestler. Great. Yeah. Awesome. I loved Slick. Slick to me was like so funny. And you just come in and he'd be like, wow, oh, man, my guy ain't going to lose. Then he'd always lose. He never <laughs> had a winner. <laughs> he never had a guy. He, barbarian. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, is Barbarian going to get over? The, I remember always watching Slick's guys like, mm, good luck. Okay. Dude. The got, only wrestler, the only manager was able to hand out a race card. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. A Akeem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's You're like, me Akeem. now. <laughs> yeah. He goes, here you go, Akeem. You act black. This is going to be egregious. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen that, that vignette where they go to like the hood? Yeah. And they're standing by like a like a garbage drum that's on fire. Yeah. And they're dancing around it. And then he comes out holding a boomba. Oh my God. Dude, it's so great. It's Mr. Fuji was like, this is offensive. Yeah, he goes, uh, you guys, he goes, uh, Mr. You Fuji guys was like, too far. Might have to tone it down on it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so we got to do a speed round, guys, to get through this. Uh, Virgil. Uh, not really a manager, more of a bodyguard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's also, ra Never thought of it I mean, up there in the racist category with Fuji. No. Mar uh, Marlena, Marlena, fine, great, great, great manager. Oh, as far as him. as far as breaking in, Marlena broke in gold dust. Yeah, and she was Alexandra York in the York Foundation. Uh, Molina, Decent. good, eh, it's fine. Deborah, yeah, good for Jeff Jarrett, and then just kind of. Uh, Eh, C minus. If you hope she's found peace, give me a hell yeah. Yeah. Bill Alfonso. <laughs> Sounds like a guy your dad worked with. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know what Bill Alfonso said at the office the other day? <laughs> yeah, the genius. Great. 
great. great because great. when he was with Perfect, it was great. You just he, a good manager you always want, a good heel manager. You want to watch him get beat up. I always wanted to get. I always wanted to see the genius get beat up, and I liked his pros. You wanted to punch me because of my face. My father reminded me I was always in second place. Yeah. Uh, great. Vicky, That's a great Vicky team. Guerrero. Awesome. 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 She awesome. came back so fucking great. It's mean, angry. I love Vicky Guerrero. I want to know how she got hired in that role. Vince was like, you know, guys, I was watching that Guerrero tribute package, and when she was crying, I just hated her. <laughs> <laughs> Showing love for her dead husband. Do this for your family, because we didn't give him enough money to take care of you. Stephen Armel, the guy from Arrow. Ugh. Bye. Yeah. All right. Pass. Uh, Trish Stratus. Uh, more of a wrestler than a man. Oh, with Jericho. That, that was a. That, oh, and then she went with Christian. That that kind of worked, but still a wrestler. More, more a wrestler. Oliver yeah. Humperdink. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Oh, come on. Batista with Devon. Pass. Oh, Deacon Batista. Not once again. Not a manager. Wrestler. Okay, so we're going to go through the. So at the end of this podcast, we've just got. So, Mike, you're going to go with Paul Heyman. Yeah. I Dan am. Soder. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Albertino. I, no, no, no. I am going with Bobby the Brain Heenan. I said that Bobby the Brain Heenan was a, the best manager, but I do think Paul Heyman is better on the mic. And I agree with Mike. Yeah. Okay. Flair. As Rick the best Flair? manager? As a oh, manager? No, not as a manager. Sorry. You asked me for the manager. I think I'm going to be very controversial right now. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say... Jimmy Hart. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. I Jimmy got her, I got her a whole jacket with my face on it. Listen. Sometimes it's an emotional attachment. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be because he was actually a good manager. Yeah. I just think that in my head I want to preserve. You want to the microphone? Sorry. I want to yeah. preserve. You my you child. have to say all this wait, wait, now wait, wait. because he's not going to be on <laughs> Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> you want to preserve. Yeah, I want to preserve uh like my childhood image of him. Okay. And as a kid, I thought he was a great manager. So I'm sticking to the kid version of me. I respect that. Now, rewatching some of it, probably not. Bobby the Brain, I said, I rewatched him. He's pretty great. But I don't know. I have a soft spot for Jimmy Hart. I thought that that to me, he was, he was great back then. But, you know, I was also a child. So... I'm going to be controversial and say that, and it, it will probably change tomorrow, guys. That's how this Mr. Fuji. Works. <laughs> Fuji. You're going to say Mr. Fuji. Uh, the guy from Arrow. No, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to go with uh, Paul Bear post-Undertaker run when he had red hair, just because I watch those promos more than anything else when he starts going like, your brother Undertaker was a murderer. And then when he said, Kane is alive, Undertaker. For me, um, I don't know why I like that so yeah. much. It's just, uh, I just like a big jiggly fat face jiggling. I think that that's, <laughs> and like him getting like pushed around and him yeah. like, oh, oh, oh the, the gullet. And then, or when he would like walk back, they one time cut to him walking around backstage at craft services with like a whole fucking plate of turkey and stuff. I don't know. He just makes me feel good inside. It's an emotional. Can I just say one quick thing? Mm-hmm. Teddy Long was pretty great. We Teddy Long him. was great, and we didn't bring him up. Holla, holla, holla. Yeah. Holla, holla, holla. All right, guys. We've reached the end of the podcast. We all have places to be. Oh, yes. yes yeah, mostly yes. I was going to say no, but everyone <laughs> was thinking how much like, finally. Finally. Uh, I'm going to see Cody. Let's go around. The ratings we are, are we're good. All, we're, 
We're going to go see Gotti after Fuck this. Fuck yeah, we are. I can't wait to see that John Travolta hairline. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, Michael Lawrence, what do you have to promote? Um, Crashing will be coming out next year, and my uh, album, Mega Man Child, will come out by the end of this year. Hell yeah. Albertina? I have nothing to promote aside from... Uh, peace and love and voting in in the, in the midterms okay. promote that i'll promote that that's a good promotion that's I, this feels oh, real selfish yeah, change happens on the legislative level <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Go. we all feel shitty now go. about promoting our comedy yeah. albums our team's like, like please get trump in office <laughs> i'm like well i have koozies on my website <laughs> goes, there's, really? there's, there's <laughs> over 2300 children separated from their families and go and i'm gonna be at the punchline <laughs> in san francisco july 19th to the 21st the only uh, scarier than sherry is what our nation has become <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh dan soder uh dan soder.com and the bonfire on comedy central radio if you're of sirius xm channel 95 6 to 8 p.m monday through thursday dan stagermain.net you can get i'm doing uh, my album no reals my album no real winners here comes out on august 10th please buy it there'll be a pre-order on my site soon i'm also doing a tour for it also watch the break on netflix with michelle wolf uh, I am a uh, gaffer on it, yeah. and uh, and I'm also promoting uh, peace, love. <laughs> I feel I feel like no real winner and everything in between. <laughs> I don't know why I made that. Sense. I feel like no peace, real love and everything in between. I've never promoted peace and love in my life, but this was a start. <laughs> no real winners here could just be the name of this episode. No. <laughs> Come on, you guys are all great. Thanks for coming on. Have a good one. Okay.